Welcome back to Cram Time with Grad Connection. This month, we'll be talking about the importance of building your professional profile using one of the most rewarding and often overlooked ways to gain experience, volunteering. Joining us for this episode is a special guest from Grad Connection's very own parent company. So my name's Rebecca Miller and my role at SEEK is Head of SEEK Volunteer. First off, I want to say it's an absolute pleasure to have you on today and thank you for taking the time out of your, I'm sure, very busy schedule to um, chat to us about volunteering and how it can help grads boost their profile in their early careers. So to get us started and for our listeners and myself to get to know you a little bit better, uh, I'm curious to know more about your career journey so far. Yeah, sure. Look, I um, I went from school into university following my passion, which is always a good thing. Um, and my passion was health and fitness. So I actually did a phys ed degree at university. And my first role, I got through um, a personal connection. I worked at Basketball Victoria and I got my job through Lindsay Gaze. So anyone who's a basketballer out there will know the Gaze family. Uh, and I worked in um, sponsorship and marketing uh, for Basketball Victoria. And look, you know, following your passion in early stages of your career, I think is really important. Um, And I still probably had my career highlight in that first role, which was um, looking after the USA basketball team when they came to Australia for the Sydney Olympics. You know, that was kind of the pinnacle, but that was my first job. So following your passion can lead to really interesting and amazing things. Um, And then I moved um, into going from athletes being six foot six to athletes being two foot two to Hockey Australia. Uh, I worked in a similar role, but in hockey. um, And obviously, uh, I worked there for a few years. And then I think from a, um, you know, a passion for community perspective, I then moved to City of Melbourne. And working for any local council will really generate your passion for building strong communities. Um, And so although I think that was my first kind of connection to volunteering, really and the the role that they play in building strong communities and then I went to an ASX listed company and worked for NAB and worked for National Australia Bank Uh, moved over there into a marketing and sponsorship role which was my background Um, but this was a while ago and it was just the start of corporate responsibility when businesses were starting to have a little bit more of a look at um, their social purpose and were they doing good and so our, our sponsorship team sort of got divided up into two parts. All of the big AFL sponsorships went to marketing and I went across into um, a newly formed team, which was called um, the community team at the time. Uh, But that led to a really great sort of portfolio um, of things I managed, which included the employee volunteer program at NAB, uh, a lot of their local community partnerships and grants, and one of the biggest education investments at the time, which was a program called NAB Schools First. So you can start to see the flavour there of um, community and impact on community and businesses having a a really positive um, impact in 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 the communities that they operate. Um, and then I had a brief stint in HR, actually, while I was at NAB in people and culture there. I just, um, you know, it was a little bit of a, a sideways movement, but I think it's really good for anyone to have a, a bit of an understanding in the business world of how HR works, especially if you want to be a people leader one day. So that was about 18 months of my career and I really uh, enjoyed that. But then I went on maternity leave and I just had a, a bit of a reflection. I really wanted to get back closer to that community work. 
Um, and I landed at SEEK uh, in, the, in the head of SEEK volunteer roles. So they gave me this role. Um, I'm not sure if I should say this publicly, but they gave me this role leading this technology platform in Australia and New Zealand with no technology experience. So <laughs> <laughs> what I brought to the role was um, significant stakeholder experience with the not-for-profit industry, a bit of an understanding of how to work with government and everything else except that technology experience and their their logic was you're surrounded by it by here at SEEK. We can build that in you um, but we needed someone with those other skills that, that they didn't have. So I've been here at SEEK now in the role of head of SEEK volunteer for five years. It's the longest I've been in any role but it's because I love it. That's amazing. It sounds like you had a very diverse range of um, career experience that's brought you to where you are here and a little bit of serendipity along the way. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, anyone hearing that will probably think as I do when I look at other people's career and I'm like, wow, that looks really strategic. She made some great strategic decisions, but they're all strategic in hindsight. You know, you have to cast a wide net each time you're looking for a role. Um, and it takes a little bit of patience when you make those moves, but, you know, keeping true to what you're passionate about. Um, for me, it was also having that strong sense of community and looking at roles that have, you know, a really good social impact was something that was important to me. With sports marketing, did you have any tips about getting started in that field? Because as you mentioned, it's quite a narrow field. Yeah, so I grew up playing basketball um, and then this role came up at Basketball Victoria and I literally, I knew Lindsay Gaze a little bit from my basketball days and he was the CEO of Basketball Victoria. But I went into the interview and I meant it, but now that I'm going to say it, it's so cheesy, right? But I, I said things like, I really want to give back to the sport that gave so much to me. Like, and you can imagine how much that like just pulls on the heartstrings of someone yeah. <laughs> in that role. Um, and so, you know, I knew a lot of people in that kind of area, but yeah, ended up getting that job because I went into that interview so passionate um, about that sport. And then, you know, my role was sponsorship and marketing at a state level. And then that's what got me the role at Hockey Australia, where I knew no one. And it was the opposite experience. I actually had to go in on no reputation, but just the skills and experience that I had of doing a similar role at a state level and showing them I could do that at a national level. So two really different experiences of how to take a step um, into each. Yeah. Were you a, a hockey fan as well before getting into that? Um, absolutely not. And I'm not now. I find it really wow. difficult. So um, I found it really difficult from a, I loved the job, um, but I am, you know, if you think of, you know, um, basketball and hockey, very different sports. I like high scoring, high energy, like uh, games and hockey. It's an amazing game from a skill perspective. Um, but like soccer, I struggle with low scoring sporting events. <laughs> My concentration yeah. wanes. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, some of the injuries I saw from hockey sticks oh, are amazing. I, I imagine. have the utmost yeah. respect for it, yeah. utmost respect. Um, just not, you know, in my top couple of sports I like to, to watch, yeah. But the funniest thing was going from being around, you know, as I said, six foot six athletes to four foot six athletes <laughs> and really different, different um, uh, physical traits required for each of them, yeah. I just wanted to ask a little bit more about like that transition from, I guess, a sports marketing background into City of Melbourne and then NAB, which is obviously less related to sports and more 
of like a corporate on like bigger company so like yeah what were some challenges that came with that? Yeah so at City of Melbourne I did not go outside of the city of Melbourne like we had a quite a clear boundary you didn't even go to St Kilda which was city of Port Phillip like it was very very narrow and then going from there to a, a national company that had you know 4,000 employees across Australia and however many branches of their banks and I never grew up you know wishing I would work for a bank right <laughs> given my, my kind of interests but they were going through some really interesting stuff um, at the time and their sponsorship portfolio um, in the um, sports and art space was huge so it was a really good opportunity but when I moved from City of Melbourne to NAB um, interestingly I did only go job hunting on one criteria and that was that I wanted to work for an ASX listed company because I hadn't so I was looking for like what what does that feel and look like? I, and it ended up being you know one of the biggest ones, um, but I certainly I have a small interest in governance as well. So it was very interesting to to move to such a big organisation. I felt um, really overwhelmed at first, as you do moving any jobs because you're trying to work out who who's who's who in the zoo, and the bigger the organisation, the harder that is. Um, but uh, it turned out to be, I think I was there for eight years and it was fantastic, yeah. Yeah, eight years is a really long time. So moving more on to your current role at SEEK, could you give me a bit of an overview about what a typical day in the work looks like and, um, yeah, what your responsibilities as head of SEEK volunteer are? Yeah, so my team is quite small um, and so my day is very varied and I I need to be a generalist because I am the strategy manager, the marketing manager, the product manager, (laughs) a little bit of everything. So um, we we work pretty strictly to sort of like a six-month work plan that I have for our team because we do have a lot to do. We have a platform that's across Australia and New Zealand, but most of my day um, is spent, you know, making sure that we're working hard towards our objectives. So the two sides of that really are driving you know, visits to our site and increasing awareness and marketing um, and then making sure that we have enough opportunities on site. So that's working with community organisations to make sure they put their opportunities up. And then the technology side is making sure that everyone has a great user experience when they are on SEEK volunteer. And when I'm not doing that, um, I'm engaging with a lot of internal and external uh, stakeholders. So really, really, it suits my nature to be um, a bit of a generalist across everything, which sometimes is frustrating for me because I am surrounded by specialists in the SEEK business. And you'll find sometimes in your career, you sit in a meeting and I have never had imposter syndrome as a female, but sometimes I have had it in this role, particularly surrounded in in technology conversations. But I know I don't need to have a huge depth because I have that around me, but I can be sitting in a meeting and then at some point I'm like, oh, you've just lost me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's it's important to to be honest about that um, and understand where it's okay that you cap out with your knowledge and specialists do take over. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess um, your background in marketing and through a lot of different roles has, I'm sure, helped you in being a generalist in this. So I saw on your LinkedIn profile that you're also a part-time support specialist of sustainability at SEEK. So yeah, why did you choose to um, take this on? Is this like a particular area of passion for you? And yeah, what does this role involve? 
Yeah, it is. And so I guess going back to when people talk to me about my career and, you know, would I ever go and work for a not-for-profit, which I haven't done, and I'll say haven't done yet, I may do, but my passion has actually been to help corporate businesses have a social impact. Um, They have a lot more money. They have business operations that can be doing good and bad. Um, And when I left NAB um, and we'd set up the corporate responsibility team there, we had a really strong strategy team um, that was looking at, you know, sustainable business practices across the business. And I came to Seek and Seek is now 25 years old, if you can believe it. Um, So Seek was started only a couple of years after the internet was introduced to Australia. So Seek's 25 years old and I came here and they had an annual report, but I was like, where is all the other stuff about like you know, responsible business practices. And they were quite smallish at the time, obviously small compared to NAB. Um, and so I very um, bravely approached some, uh, one of the senior leaders responsible for dealing with the investors because Seek is listed on the stock exchange. And I said, I think we can be doing better um, around, you know, the great stuff we do to support our people, the good governance and all of those sorts of sustainable practices. We weren't doing so well at the time around, um, I guess, what you would call the, the E part of ESG, the environment. And anyway, that was 2017. Um, They employed a a governance lawyer after that who was responsible because it's a very kind of legal space. And then over the last three or four years, I've supported that um, legal uh, employee to pull together Seek's sustainability report. And it's really evolved around that time. So that's around, um, you know, the big issue at the moment being climate change and how a business is minimising their risk around um, climate uh, action and um, the action that they're taking to offset all of their carbon and things like that. Uh, The social side of things, we are a recruitment platform that operates in Australia and across uh, New Zealand and APAC in Asia. And there are some real issues around fair hiring practices over in Asia and people, um, you know, making sure that the job being advertised on the SEEK platform is a real job and that there's not, you know, fraudulent activity and other things like that. So there's some really great work that I'm really passionate about Um, that really is that extension, I guess, of, you know, having a really good social impact, not necessarily through the traditional way that was the early days at NAB of giving grants and money and things like that, but actually, you know, embedded in the way that your business um, operates. So um, I'm really passionate about that. And in the last two years, SEEK has just come, you know, forward leaps and bounds and employed a sustainability manager. We have a supply chain manager um, in the procurement team who looks at, you know, modern slavery issues and other things in our supply chain. Um, And we have a few new employees in that space now. So it's really great um, and something I'm very passionate about. And if anyone is listening and wants to go, Google ESG um, practices for business, uh, take a look because I think there'll be lots of jobs in that area moving forward. That's awesome. And I think, yeah, really important because linking it to gradual recruitment, which is what Grad Connection is all about, we see it being more and more important now for companies to have those sustainable and good CSR values um, because that is what graduates and the younger generation value in their employers and companies nowadays. Absolutely. And businesses are putting it more and more in their sort of employee value proposition, talking about what they are doing, because if they aren't doing anything, um, they're not going to attract the, the best talent out there either, because as you point out, people are far more aware of these things these days. What's happening this month? 
So moving on to volunteering more broadly and our theme for this month, which is building on your professional profile. Um, So what are the benefits of volunteering for students and graduates? Well, thanks for asking, because we actually recently did some research. It's probably 12 12 months ago now, so I probably shouldn't say recently, but it's still really relevant. We did some research in 2021, and we we researched, um, conducted a survey of 450 hiring managers to ask them what they value. I mean, I've got an opinion, but we're like, let's just go and see what's going on out there in the marketplace. So we surveyed 450 hiring managers and then we did 12 in-depth interviews. And really what came out of that is we were trying to look at how does a graduate um, bridge that gap when they don't have paid work experience and they're going for a job and how do they really help themselves stand out in that process and what role can volunteering play? So what we basically discovered, and it's all it's all really great news, um, is that four out of five hiring managers, they agreed that volunteering is a really great way to gain experience and skills. Um, but the key is that it needs to be relevant volunteer experience um, that can be transferred to the workplace. So when we looked at what the all of the things that hiring managers ranked, um, around about 72% of them said that transferable skills are in the top five things that they look um, at a selection criteria with candidates. So really what that means is they were also, there's three things, I guess, that a hiring manager is looking at. They're looking at your cultural fit for the organisation. They obviously want people who are kind, caring, with a good heart. Um, And they're looking at your professional skills, like the technical skills in the area of the role or the company that you're going going for. And then your soft skills. So all of your communication, your stakeholder engagement, your teamwork and how you work with others. So um, they're the sort of three lenses that they look at it through. And, um, you know, volunteering, you can get any of those three out of your, your volunteer roles if you choose the right ones correctly. So um, do you have any tips about how students should go about choosing types of volunteer roles? So, for example, like, would you recommend that they go for roles related to their field or try and diversify and, you know, gain more experience in some areas that they wouldn't have otherwise? Yeah, so there's two lenses that I look at this through. The first is, as I said, it depends on what you need. Do you need to, do you have anything else on your resume that would show your cultural fit? And if not, how can you do a volunteer opportunity that shows that? Um, and then, you know, the technical skills and the soft skills. The other lens that I look at it through is thinking about the company that you're applying for. And there's three ways in as well that you can look at selecting your volunteer experience. One is the, the direct role that you're going for and looking at the technical experience that requires and can you get that te- more technical experience in that area from volunteering. Look at um, the company and the industry you're in and go a little bit broader and go, okay, well, I can show them that I mightn't have specific experience in the role, but I can show them that I've had experience in that industry. Um, And then the third lens is actually just thinking of similar types of companies. So if you go, I'm going to, I really want a a job at Blah and that's about, you know, a thousand employees, try to find a parallel company that you could do some volunteering with. So you can go, okay, I know what an organisation of that size feels like because I've done some volunteering with them. So there's no, um, I don't have like the gold nugget answer because it's very specific to the person, but you really need to drill down because the key is going to be relevance. Um, and the type of opportunity you choose is actually just as important as how you then communicate that 
on your resume or in your interview. So, um, yeah. Uh, Going on from what you just mentioned, so how can students best showcase their volunteering experience on their resume? So as I said, like there's usually the two parts. There's the resume and there's the interview. The one thing that we did find out from hiring managers is as much as I'm a volunteer advocate, paid work experience is still key. So if you have relevant paid work experience, make sure you put that first um, and only put on your resume the relevant volunteer experience to the role you're going for. Otherwise, it's really obvious to the hiring manager that you're trying to pad out your resume. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and then when you're preparing for an interview, use some friends because there's usually five to ten questions um, that are pretty common in interviews, right, and guaranteed that from your volunteer experience, you that they do not care whether your experience has come from a paid role or an unpaid role once you get to that interview. As long as you can demonstrate that you have relevant experience, um, you'll be fine. So, you know, uh, even when you're talking in your interview, you don't even have to point out that the, the, the example you're using is a volunteer experience. You can just say, when I was um, working with blah, 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 uh, and just talk to the experience. So as I said, the key is, is really the relevance and making sure that you just put that paid work experience first, if you have it, um, and the volunteer experience second, yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, what are the most popular types of volunteering roles that you see? Oh, look, it's so broad and there really is something for everyone. Today we have 10,000 volunteer opportunities on Seek Volunteer. Um, The interesting thing for us now is if you're interested in online or remote volunteering, which a lot of people are, a little bit COVID risk reverse, but also the world's just evolving to be more digital. We have about, I think we're up to 14% of our opportunities can be done online or remotely, uh, which is great. And a lot of those are skilled volunteer opportunities, which I would really recommend to this audience. Um, and I guess just, just taking one step back, that the time commitment that you, you give to your volunteer opportunity and a hiring manager's not really going to give much cred to, you know, going and doing something for a couple of hours once. You probably have to make do, you know, be involved with a project um, or something that has, you know, a bit of a time commitment from you of over, you know, you were you were engaging with that volunteer opportunity over the course of two to three months um, for for that to be seen as something that you know is good from a cop, you know, your, your caring nature or the skills that you you were able to achieve. But going back to the types of roles on site, I think 40%, so around about 4,000 of those opportunities we have on Seek Volunteer are skilled volunteer opportunities um, as well. So we have the highest categories at the moment, uh, are community services, education and training and aged care and seniors. Um, looking for volunteer opportunities, a lot of those, there are are very general opportunities, looking for companions and other things. Um, My favourite opportunity um, ever on the Seek Volunteer site is I'm a cyclist. So this is the thing about following your passion, um, is in Geelong there was an advertisement once, this was a couple of years ago, I haven't checked if it's still there, um, (laughs) for someone to um, be the front person on a tandem bicycle to support a blind person who someone who had lost their sight 
but loved cycling and couldn't cycle. So they just wanted once a week on a Saturday for someone to come over for half an hour and ride around with them. And I was just, that's amazing. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that that's going to get you somewhere awesome in your career, but again, just, you know, it's a good cultural fit one to just so that, you know, every weekend you turned up for two to three months and, and committed some of your time to help this person live the type of life that they wanted to live um, once they'd lost their sight. So there's a huge array on there um, of opportunities yeah yeah and I think as you mentioned like the cultural fit aspect if you tell stories like that in an interview I'm sure it will make you stand out amongst the other um, candidates as well yeah I was at a conference recently and a guy told a story of you know um, a lot of general volunteer opportunities if you don't pitch them and communicate them effectively people sort of you know don't really understand them And, and one was I could say to you Um, I did some volunteering for this organisation. I went to this house and helped them paint the house, right? Okay, whatever. But if that house was for disadvantaged people and having pride in that house and then coming home to that house and feeling like it was loved for and cared for and really high quality and the impact that that has on those people in terms of their um, attitude and being able to uh, feel good about themselves as they're in this, you know, um, essentially like, you know, crisis period in their life like there's different ways you can pitch your story just understanding the social impact that your volunteer opportunity is having and also thinking about the skills that you brought to that so you everyone's got skills that you brought to that opportunity but also the skills that you built if I could push pause on the world one of the things I would do is seek volunteer um, is with every opportunity have like the top three skills that you need to bring and the top three skills that you could build out of that opportunity because I genuinely believe that everything um, you are using a skill and you are building a skill and when you're participating in volunteering of any type. Yeah absolutely just going back to when you mentioned skilled volunteer opportunities could you like explain a little bit about what exactly that is does that mean like it's just targeting a specific industry or skill area? Yeah, look, it usually means they've scoped out a really specific project that they need done, the organisation. There are a lot at the moment around, you know, needing social media skills. There's a lot of opportunities for um, people, organisations looking for help with um, building websites or, you know, things that um, actually cost them a lot of money to get done by an agency or an external, but people, volunteers with the right skills can build a website in a day, you know, probably half a day. Um, uh, There's a lot of marketing and communications roles uh, and things like that. So, you know, you name the skill, you could probably find something for it, but it just means that they're looking, you know, as an extension of their, their workforce for a volunteer to pick up a project that they need done. And that's really a great, that's, you know, in terms of this audience, ideally you'd be looking at a skilled volunteer opportunity because that will not only demonstrate your cultural fit but tick those other boxes around your soft skills and transferable skills yeah Mm, definitely um so where can students go to find volunteering opportunities I mean obviously we're going to plug (laughs) seek volunteer here but um do you have any other yeah suggestions about where they could also go looking for them yeah, two places other than Seek Volunteer, but do come to us first, I have to say <laughs> that. Um, there's another organisation um, in Sydney doing some good work that are called Communitya. Um, uh, and Communitya specialise in skilled volunteering opportunities. 
Um, and then the third place I would actually say is um, just think about your personal connections and your local community. Um, and think about your local council or other contacts in your community. And if you start to speak to people that you know about the fact that you're looking for, you know, some volunteer, a volunteer opportunity, you'll be surprised at what you what just gets you know served up to you from people who know people. So um, that's my my little bit of advice. Yeah. Looking for a grad program or internship? We've got you covered with our quick picks on air for this month. If you want to work at a place that cares for all the things that make you, you, join Allianz's 2023 graduate program. Choose from accounting, actuary, data analytics, and general insurance leadership streams. If you are an architecture student in your penultimate year, AECOM has an opportunity for an undergraduate landscape architect to join them for the 2022-23 period and gain hands-on experience in the field. And finally, for the BizCom banking and finance and accounting students out there, Grant Thornton is currently accepting applications for their Sydney-based 2023 graduate program. Find the link for each opportunity in the show notes. Check them out to apply now and learn more on the Grad Connection site. And going a little bit uh, back to the personal anecdotes, did you have any other favourite or standout volunteer experiences that really stick out? My personal experience with volunteering lately is twofold. One is I was president for a not-for-profit for four years uh, in my local community during COVID, which was pretty epic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it took up way more time than I was expecting, and sometimes these things can. Um, but leading on to the career side of that, what I got to do in that role as the president of that not-for-profit is I got experience in um, being accountable for a profit and loss of a business for the finances. I haven't done that in a role before because I've always been in areas of marketing or sponsorship where you have a budget and you just spend it. Um, so I, after those four years, actually now feel really confident going for roles um, in my career that involve um, financial management. Um, so that's my my personal experience then. But I will admit, um, and it was really exhausting. And by the end, I was like, okay, my time was up. And now I am the uh, grade one basketball coach of my son's basketball team this year, which does not require, maybe it requires, <laughs> it's a little bit stressful, um, but equally as much contributing to the school and the community um, and these great boys. So I'm going to do that for a year and then I will get back into something a little bit more professional again. Um, but there are some really great opportunities out there, indoors, outdoors, remote, um, directly with people. If you're a people person and you want to have that real direct people contact, um, things that, you know, absolutely don't even, you know, there are a few steps removed from, um, from the service and the people um, on the other end of it. So, uh, yeah. That's great. Um what do you love the most about volunteering? Do you think it's that community aspect of it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, 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 we don't use this language, but the thing I love about SEEK is, you know, that we're helping the world with their paid and unpaid workforce. And I just think it's equally as, as important um, in terms of the contribution of volunteers to, to the community. I grew up in a regional area in Victoria um, and I think in regional areas and country towns, they don't even use the word volunteering. You're actually just participating in your community because if you don't, 
things don't happen. (laughs) Um, And I think for me that's where my, you know, that's the foundation of the fabric for me coming from a small country town. Um, You all just pitched in and um, I like to think that, you know, that that's what happens in capital cities and stuff. And and if if people sort of ask around, you can definitely get more involved in your local community as well through volunteering. Absolutely. So moving on to our hot takes section, which is where we talk about a potentially controversial question or subject matter. So my question for you is that I think volunteering sometimes gets overlooked by students because of uh, the nature of it being unpaid. So what do you think are some common misconceptions out there surrounding volunteering? Mm. I think the misconception is that it's one way like and and the word volunteering it's a little bit hold and again if I had a magic wand I would probably evolve it to be some sort of fancy new word but I think the misconception is that it is absolutely mutually beneficial and we know from some of our research that um, most people volunteer for one of three reasons they just they want to have a social impact but having that social impact actually makes them feel good about themselves that they've contributed. So it's really good for your mental health. Um, The second one is they're looking for a connection, either a connection to a cause or a connection to people and their community, which is, again, a great mental health thing. And we know on Seek Volunteer that 40% of people are actually looking to volunteer to progress their career. And that's okay as well, right, you know, um, to be having that mutual benefit and get something out of it. So I think the misconception is that it's just a one-way street. Um, But you'd be surprised, I think, when you start what you get out of it um, in return. We're speeding through these questions. (laughs) So already up to one of my final questions, I guess. So if you could give one piece of career or job search related advice to yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? One piece. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can I give two? Sure. (laughs) The first one is I did a phys ed degree and I was passionate about health and fitness and still am. But then later I went back and did a master's in marketing. And if only I had been able to drag myself out of the pub for an extra couple of hours a week, I should have probably doubled down in my undergrad and got a few more business and marketing skills. So I didn't have to go back. Um, But at the same time, going back, um, and doing that master's in marketing degree, I think I was about 25, um, I made some really good connections. Um, the second piece of advice is actually kind of one that I, I took, which was just to continue to follow what you're passionate about. Um, you know, you, you go through your career and you talk to people about some, there are some really boring jobs out there. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, people look at a job as just earning money, but it's a really, really big part of who you are and what you do and what you learn in life. And so if you're in a role that, you know, is not in a topic or a theme that you're interested in, it's going to be really hard to keep um, your motivation up and your mental health up. So stick with what you're passionate about um, and build your network, I think, is the biggest thing. You, you, you get jobs, you get roles, you get opportunities um, by building your network. And network is such a, like, uh, uncomfortable word for people, but that's just basically build up a repository of people that you know <laughs> um, because, you know, once you once you get into the workforce, lots of career opportunities and um, someone said to me once, like, don't look at a role and think, can I do that with the skills that I've got? 
look at a role and go, can I do with that with the skills that I've got and the network of people around me? Because there are times when you mightn't be able to solve a problem, but someone in your network might be able to, and you can pick up the phone, you can go for a walk with a friend in that network, or you can, you know, um, ask them for a coffee and just go, I'm trying to solve this problem. Um, and so think about, you know, the people in your network and how you continue to build that network for job opportunities, um, but also just problem solving in the jobs that you have. So finally, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? So any exciting projects that you're working on or something inspiring that you've watched or read recently? Oh, you guys are better at me probably listening to podcasts and all those sorts of <laughs> things, but I just love podcasts when I'm out running or or walking or doing things. But um, probably the thing, and, and um, obviously I've plugged Seek Volunteer enough, but Seek has a great section on it called Career Advice, which you may have plugged through this channel before, but Career Advice has, you know, 2,000 role pages where you can just discover the different types of roles that are out there um, and are really good thought starters for people. Um but um, so that, that's the only thing that I really want to plug is make sure you use those tools out there um, uh, so that you can really think broadly about the types of roles that you might want to have in your career. That's all the questions that I had today. Thank you for coming on and answering all our questions about volunteering. I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me. Um, Google me if you think I can be of help to you, be in your network and help your career, um, anybody listening. But um, I just wanted to say, yeah, good luck with the next step. up our second episode of cram time with grad connection thanks again for tuning in and make sure you give us a follow here on whatever platform you're listening on and across our socials at grad connection to make sure you don't miss out on our next episode if you like what you heard we'd also appreciate you leaving us a review or rating on spotify or apple Podcasts. next month we'll be chatting to a former recruiter to get you all the juicy details about the hiring process and of course, don't forget to visit us at au.gradconnection.com to see what open opportunities are waiting for you.